Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hello, dear viewer and listener, and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland. We are a group of wandering hipsters looking for a podcast home because Chris killed the last one. With me tonight is Chris and Josh. Raise your hand if I said your names are. They're both here. Hurrah. Off we go. Right. Now, dear, dear, dear people watching, we could have talked about Burnley nil, Arsenal nil, but then Chris probably would have gone and chucked himself in the bath or the sea and Josh would have uh, would have said no. So we're not going to do it. Uh, we all know Ozil isn't very good and we all know it's not Lacazette's fault. Other than that, what's there to talk about? Is there anything to talk about that I've missed you two? No. no. Go, back, go back and listen to the show. Who did the show? Was it me... Oh, it's me, Gav, and uh, who else was it? It was um, oh, Nicky Wilson. Yeah, you they made their debut on the live show. We actually managed to make a half decent show. We put more effort into that show than the players did on the pitch. Oh, look at that! We've had a we've had a donation already from J Rob. Hello, oh. chaps. Hello, J Rob. Thank you very much, sir. Your legend that is J Rob. Hi, J Rob. Who else have we got in here? Oh, uh, Loki is there. Um, yeah, this one, uh, we must talk to Chris before the show. Uh, Real Sociedad went to Real Madrid, beat them 4-3. The Swedish bloke they stole from Dortmund got a hat-trick and Monreal played. Lovely. Uh, so tonight, here you go. Tonight, you lot make the topics because uh, we're too lazy. And it was boring to talk about that same old nonsense. Uh, Michael Hernandez says, hello, gentlemen. Uh, oh, so how, where would you rate talking about topics? Where would you rate them in your uh, chocolate bar of choice? Quite highly. My oh, favourite yeah. is Boost. Really? Oh, mm. Interesting. The protein one or the standard one? I, I like the Guarana one only because I think it's got, you know, is it part of Guana Lizard that is in it? <laughs> Quite possibly. I, think, I don't think it's part of Iguana, no. <laughs> oh, I thought it was part Iguana. No. no. Oh, well, I've made an error there, haven't I? What's your favourite chocolate really? bars? I mean, uh, go on, Chris. You no, can go I, with yours until I come in with my hips to choice and everyone tells me the fuck off. I'm a big fan of just a, just a Kit Kat, I've got to be honest. You know, Kit Kat's oh, a good You're not the only one. Not, not the Jason, Jason versions or the John versions, but um, yeah, uh, a Star Bar is very underrated. 80s classic, just caramel, chunky chocolate. Oh. And also Hershey's and Caramac also very underrated but yeah i'm impartial to anything really chocolate wise uh, before you answer yours josh dear listener yeah. dear youtube people is chris's volume loud enough because i keep telling him it's not because he's got a 17 meter long lead and that's how far away he's got the microphone it's actually in his old house it's so far away no it's not see that's nice and loud <laughs> i'm gonna see what they put i'm gonna put if they uh, uh no, no one's answered they've the not question. they've not looked yet uh, no one even has I mean, oh they're no, about seven seconds behind aren't they josh what's yeah. your favorite chockey bar uh it's a picnic you oh, disgust yeah. me raisins should have no place near chocolate <laughs> that's exactly where they should live chocolate coated raisins it's basically part of your five a day that chocolate bar mm. i don't have five a day i'm on meat i'm on so much meat <sighs> i feel all manly um <laughs> david here mr waffles has put nope so is that nope, he's quiet enough, or nope, he's too quiet? Or, no. nope, or nope, he doesn't like topics? Or, or we, nope, he just doesn't care. I mean, oh, he we could, know. Be, could literally be anything. Um, 
Loki okay. 73 hasn't eaten chocolate since the last time he can remember. Are you a dog, Loki 73? It's the only <laughs> thing that could have gone that long without eating chocolate. Uh, that's not right, is it? Um, yeah, we had the, I can't highlight that. I put in here, Hong Kong, Chris is finishing a fish pie. And we had a thing come up. This is from the podcast account. It said, YouTube rejected your comment. This usually means they think it's spam. Try changing it a bit. Try fucking off, YouTube. You don't tell you in the boss of me. Could I be wearing any more? Uh, that doesn't work, does it? Um, oh, here we go. Straight in with uh, with J Rob. I think Urzel and Lacker need to be benched. Did we agree? I think I think we agree. Not sh- not sure about Lacker. No. no um, I wouldn't would you have... rather see Abomyang up front scoring the goals and, and then Martinelli wide left. Oh yeah, because he was so good at that against Burnley. Mm. Uh, that's no. The grass was too long. He was he was missing. He'd missed three games. That's what two and a half weeks. Yeah. He's missed. He wasn't match fit when he came on. You know, you can stay, you know, physically fit as much as you want over those three week period. But he was just. That's why he missed all those sitters. We should have played Lacazette for forty fifty. Well, fifty minutes or so, seeing if he could get himself a goal. If not, straight swap up top. We moved our best player in Martinelli out to the right when arguably we should have played Pepe in that position, who I thought was very unlucky not to play against Burnley. But mm. perhaps they thought that he was going to get two-footed and, you know, £72 million would break in two and be worthless. <laughs> hey, what's going on with Pepe, Chris? You're, you're the man who knows Pepe. Will he have come to Arsenal expecting to start games? Or do you think he's sitting there thinking, oh, what is going on? I mean, I think, yeah, I think he would have probably not in that voice seen as he's from the Ivory Coast. Well, in English, that was, I wonder what's going on. I did it in French fluently. Naturally. I I think, uh, no, I think he would have have come with the expectation of playing most games when you, you know, when you cost so much money and you've got that reputation. But there's there's a lot of um, shard and fraud being thrown around um, social media at the moment, isn't there, about, well, you know, he's not fancied by three different managers now. And uh, I just, I'm not sure it's that. I just think that we we've basically got four luxury players at the moment and you can only really afford to play three of them at most. And I think, um, I think we might look a different side um, when potentially Ozil is not in that side or if we change the formation slightly. But I think, I think Pepe is just one of those players that I, I agree with Josh. I don't, I, I wouldn't have left him out against Burnley because I thought he was, he was playing well. And actually he's a sort of player that you, you think you'll get something from in, in those sort of counter-attacking away games. Um, but no, I, I think Arteta is just managing him. Uh, he's he's the future essentially. You know, Aubameyang and Lacazette are old, a lot older in terms of, of age. So I know I, th- I think he will come good. Um, and it, and as we've said on this podcast a number of times before, it takes players a while to to fully settle. I'm not sure if he's 100 percent settled off the pitch yet in, in terms of his living arrangements. Obviously, he's got somewhere to live, but whether he's fully settled into London life and whatnot. <laughs> he's not living in a, in a, in a Premier League. <laughs> something, yeah. Um, but that, no, I, I, think, I think he'll be fine. He just he did, just needs a run of games, um, which, which is a surprise he didn't come off the bench. Uh, that's the only thing against Burnley. I think I would have been tempted to bring him on at least because um, when he didn't even get on the pitch, he sort of thought, mm, it's a bit of a strange decision. But I think Arteta's finding his way as well. So that was a thing that came up this week, I think. It was Anne ex-Arsenal player I can't think for the life of me who it was but ex-Arsenal players you know they can go from the elite to the just mental in terms of how bitter they can be uh, against them but they're saying something about Pepe about how 
he seems not to integrate himself well. Mm. Uh, a little yeah. like Ozil, but tends to stick around his entourage. Yeah. Is that just because of the huge French personalities we think that we've got within the club? That he's a French speaker, and you know the other French speakers in the squad are what Abamyang, Lacazette, and Guendouzi. That's quite yeah. an aggressive bunch to get into if you're not as. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and also, I think he, you know, it's just some some people with characters. Some people are not all about you know loud and and getting in people's faces and being top of the town I, I i actually think he's a bit of a confidence player as well um even in his leal days when he when he was first taken to to leal i think that was under bielsa actually originally but he you know he, he struggled for the first season he wasn't he wasn't always in the side and he wasn't always getting regular game time um and as as loki's just put in the chat there um oh sorry is it Loki? you know it's the previous chat sorry loki but i will really let loki's comment in a second but um, it takes players sometimes a bit of time. Uh, Matt Roberts, there you go. Thank you, Danny. Um, remember, a lot of players do struggle in their first season. Perez said it took him three seasons. And we started to see the best of Perez, I would say, after one season. But for the for the player himself to say he was only properly fully settled after three, that says a lot to me. You know, it, it's, it does take time. And, and I think people have to – I know we keep saying this, and I know it's a bit of a, um, you know, Break from a break emergency glass situation, but Arteta has been in the job for what three months, you know, and, and barely three months. And this is the first time he's had the squad away for any prolonged period of time. He's played match after match, midweek after midweek, Saturday after Saturday. You know, coming he, in at Christmas, which is the is the, the busiest time of the year, Christmas, New Year, busiest time of the year, isn't it? So yeah, you can't exactly. can't get too much change because you'd be playing every game. No, and and I think and I think the squad is slightly unbalanced at the moment. You know, we've got we've got we're top heavy in terms of, of terms of forward forward thinking players, and we can't play them all. And it's going it might take a, a summer or a season of Arteta getting his head around where he wants to play players. You might see Pepe switch flanks. You might see him change over to to the sort of more of a support striker role rather than a winger. Um, but no, I, I don't. I, I genuinely don't worry. And that's not just with my sort of league bias. It's it's just. I just don't have any. I don't have any concerns, um, other than uh, when you hear about these people saying, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, we haven't um, we haven't seen the best of him, and there's a lot of talk he's not doesn't integrate." With I'm I'm always of the opinion if that's the case, then the manager won't won't play him full stop. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't play in the next game. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I I don't share the concerns, but I get why some people have concerns. If that makes sense. Yeah, our mate Nick, who uh, made his... Uh, I think Nick is one of the few people he has been on as a guest on the transfer deadline. He's done a preview show and he did a live show. Once he's done a podcast, I, I think he gets uh, he gets uh, a golden... I don't know. Spoon? Spoon. There you go. Round, That's round handshake from Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, yeah, Nicky asks... Uh, he says ask Chris, but Chris will answer this after. Why is Slacker so crap away from home? I think, why are we so crap away from home just generally? Um, we didn't win, what? I think we won one away game last season. Was it two under Emery? Yeah. I mean, we haven't been great away from home. We can go back to even pre-Emery that we weren't that great away from home as a side generally. I think it's a mentality thing that's been... It was an issue before Lacquer. Um, Hopefully it's not an issue after Lacazette uh, or in the foreseeable future, but... It is something that we've really struggled with, is our away form. Uh, and I wouldn't put it down necessarily to just Lacazette, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's 10 other players out there that have also not been great away from home. I'm going to attempt to uh, share a screen here of something I made the other day. Don't worry. It's, uh, there you go. It's uh, a little it's bit. It's not Tracy Island, is it? <laughs> See how this looks on the screen. Yeah, that doesn't look too bad, does it? It is it. Lacazette's um, his games. And so, uh, like this season, he's um the start at the top. He scored in the second game of the season at home to Burnley, scored in the fourth at home to Spurs, and then he was out for four games. And then he got an assist away at home to Wolves, and he got two goals at home to Southampton, and he got one You've goal. Got away, you got other our away games in there as well, Danny. Just um <laughs> pick up our away results at the same time for the games he did play. Well, I am. It's got it's got it here. One. He's got one yeah. thing all season away from home, one one with Palace, he got the assist. That's it. And so I'm just looking over all of his previous seasons. The most important one is, is this season. But, yeah, the number of goals he's getting. Chris, are you any idea why he's not scoring away from home other than, like Josh was saying, it's, uh, you've got to look at the entire team away from home? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you've got to look at the entire team. I think, I think some of his best work is being done in a deeper role at the moment, which is not ideally suited to him. Um, some of that comes down to the, the the player himself he's trying he's trying really hard to get involved in games and he's trying to make things happen um kevin campbell had a very good piece on this i don't know if, if um people have uh, heard of the 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 um what's it called uh what's that paper that everyone pays for nowadays what's it called the, the athletic. athletic yes that's the one um they do a podcast on there with um with uh, James from Gunner Blog and they um, and Amy uh, Lawrence, Amy Lawrence, and Ian Stone. Ian Stone, that's the one. Because it was Kevin um, Campbell's birthday the other day, wasn't it? And he was on it. It was, yeah, and he was on it. And he he said a very interesting thing about about how Lacazette's game is sort of having to change game to game, and how he's doing a lot of a lot of a uh, sort of an unseen work, as it were. <clears throat> and also, how, <laughs> sorry, and also how we're not um, we're not playing to his strengths at times. You know, he's a penalty box striker. He's not a player who's going to run in behind like Aubameyang is. And it's almost like, oh, because Aubameyang's not in the side, we're still playing the same way as if he was. And then when Aubameyang's left, we're still playing it down the middle as if Aubameyang was there and he's not. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those periods of time. So I think all strikers go through these these periods of time. Um, but I wouldn't take him out of the team because he offers us so much work rate and so much link play and so much running um, that he's, he's one of those players. Sorry, I'm just looking... Oh. Cat issues again. Yeah, again. Fucking my fuckers keep getting up in my bedroom and getting up to my bedroom window, and they pull the curtains apart to get in there. And as I go to sleep when it's light, I, to, I screamed at them the other night. Oh. I'll have to go and sort it. I'll let Josh speak on this while I. You're only saying that so the girls can see your wiggly bum as you walk away. Okay. Yeah, Josh. So uh, I think that a lot of it is to do with with Ozil, not really one reason or another, but Ozil not being creative, not scoring, not getting assists, not doing all that lot. So uh, Lacazette is having to come back and work harder. Remember like the the old Giroud thing where a lot of the time Giroud was on his own, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Giroud won a World Cup without scoring a single goal. And you can (laughs) hardly say that he was... So did Lloris. Yeah, that's true. Um, And Lloris only had uh, a glass of... Well, he had a shandy afterwards, didn't he? Mm-hmm. he definitely didn't drive home no definitely not um, I'm glad, glad Chris managed to put himself on mute before he went and uh, yeah. sorted the cats out forever <laughs> um, the pro yeah <laughs> bloody hell uh, yeah so I think the fact that he's not 
scoring, but he is contributing in other factors. You said the last thing he goal scoring contribution he made was he at least made a an assist against Palace. You have to shout because Chris is talking loudly. Yeah, that's true. He's trying to tell his cats to stop uh, shitting everywhere. And now he's uh, oh, that's a horrible sound for our listeners if they they're not watching. If they're not watching, well, what's going on? Chris, we heard all yeah. that. Yeah, cheers, oh, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I could have muted him. Shit, I didn't oh, think about that. Cheers, Danny. Ever the professional, so right, listeners? Good. If you ever want anything doing, do it yourself. This will forever be a soliloquy wonderland, and uh, <laughs> none of these fuckers will be on. Oh, I muted. Sorry. <laughs> He's pulling the carpet up. I pulled the door shut and he pulls, as I put a mat in front of it and he's still pulling the fucking carpet up, the little shit. Anyway, carry on. Uh, okay, well, keeping on this same thing. People, I'm having to uh, do the tweets and not mute Chris, so I'm, I'm a bit behind. I'm, I'm trying to go through them as they came in, <laughs> plus then go and find new messages from you lot where you're saying hello. That's why I'm going backwards and forwards. Uh, one from Michael Hernandez here, Chris. He says, Alba and Lacazette should only play in a two-striker formation, agree or disagree? Mm, there's arguments for both and the um, McManus adds to that we need to play Obama Young in his natural position and not on the left all the time that we have to agree with don't we yeah it's a good evening Mr McManus hope you are well sir um, yeah I mean yeah probably I I, I don't think we're going to have this problem in the summer personally I think I think one or, one or both could, could end up moving on so I think we I don't think we're going to have to deal with this for much longer but you know, it's it's a it's a problem, um, and it's a problem because it, it's it's the same situation that 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 lot up the road have with with uh, with Mong. You know, whenever he's injured, like, who's going to sign for you, knowing that they're only going to play, you know, a second fiddle, so to speak. Um, it's where Liverpool got lucky with Origi. So if you have two world class world class strikers, you either have to play a two, or you have to try and find a way to get them into the side. I'm I'm a great believer, and I think Josh is with me on this one that. Yes, teams set up in a formation. Yes, they defend as a formation, but really, it should be fluid. A forward line, and particularly in a four-two-three-one, a forward line should be fluid. It should be movable. It should be adaptable. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a red herring. I, th- I think we're almost sort of looking for not excuses, um, but I think we're looking for things to put in place to sort of justify why we should change the formation to suit two players, but. I still think that that's. I think it's overkill if we play two players because we're we're overloading at the top end. I think I think we should be a little bit careful about how we do that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I'd you know, say I wouldn't really play them in a two either because, uh, well, Abamyang doesn't hasn't really played properly in a two. No. Um, Lacazette always had someone more creative next to him. I know we have seen them work really well together for us anyway but the problem is what that does to the rest of the side and mm. I think it's been a problem for a while one of them needs to go to be honest because neither of them is going to be happy being like a rotation for the other no. at that no. that position up front so yeah one of them needs to be sold and who do you think will go <laughs> I can see them both going yeah I could see them I could see them both going and I wouldn't be against it necessarily Hold on, you know, who, are we, who are we saying when we say both? Lacquer and Aubameyang. Young's going to Barcelona in the summer. Everyone knows that. He rang up Barcelona and said, according to the podcast we listen to, professionals, he said, uh, he rang him up and said, uh, can I come and play for Barcelona? So he's going in the summer, isn't he? Well, you think so? I mean, it's 
depends on the price, doesn't it? It's, it's his age. That's the thing. Lack it seems a very, that. yeah, it seems a very strong thing against Barcelona principles mm, for yeah, them to go for him. Um, especially they've got Griezmann. Mm, depends. Yeah, depends on what's going on with Dembele. Uh, yeah. Who else they got out on that wing? Um, um, fatty, fatty. yeah, second yeah. coming. Um, some guy called Messi as well. Plus, they got that, yeah. that young. Was that young kid called Fatty, the one who's scoring all them goals? Yeah, he's only twelve. Yeah, yeah. Fatty. Uh, they got another one coming through as well, uh, whose name got, escapes uh, me. Yes, another one. Is it? Uh, is it P- 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 I don't know how you'd say it, but it's Puig. P- P- yeah, Puig. <laughs> I'm going to go Puig, yeah. and uh, yeah. Joel from Puig. Hipsters will find me and <laughs> tell me yeah. otherwise that it's not Puig. <laughs> but but that's the one. And I, to be honest, there's other. They generally don't go for older players, do they? No. To Barcelona. Um, and again, well, I, I don't know why you would go there unless others move on. I just, yeah, I don't. I don't know. And and it would depend on on the valuation. And oh, of course, we'd have to find another captain as well. That'd be fun. I mean, that goes straight to Hector anyway, where it should have yeah. been. As soon as you struck yeah. Jacker, Hector was where it was meant to go. Well, um, Jacker, I'd even give him the captaincy back. Mm, if Bellerin can prove it, you want somebody who's going to play all season and Bellerin, until he can prove that his injuries are not going to keep coming back like they have to. I mean, most people get clattered like that, you're going to get hurt. Not his fault at all. And he showed in the last game that he's really getting back into it, the crossing and the attacking. Because when he first came back, we were thinking, has he lost it? Uh, I don't think he was going easy, wasn't he? How many captains play every game, though? Yeah, and it's an awesome tradition to have an injured captain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, going through the top, just thinking through the top sides. Uh, well, we'll start from the top. Liverpool, Jordan Henderson, barely gets mm-hmm. in their side now. Uh, Man City is David Silva for this season. Didn't you say Henderson hardly plays? Yeah. Well, he has recently. But he has recently because they're starting to rotate their squad. But oh. uh, if you look at his minutes, he doesn't get many for them for mm. what you'd expect a captain to do, mm. especially compared to his predecessor of Gerrard. Um mm. And then you've got uh, Aspilicueta at Chelsea. He's slowly getting rotated out now because they've got Reese James. And when they get a new left back in the summer, yeah. I think he'll be a bit part player. Uh, Spurs is their goalkeeper. So guaranteed to must play every game. Uh, I think we'd need to do the same, to be honest. Leno is the only ever present I could see in our Premier League side. And even then, some people would, would say that they butch him out every so often because of his occasional ricket. But uh, I don't, yeah, keep going through. Man United, they just sold theirs to uh, Inter Milan, and that was Harry Maguire, <laughs> uh, yeah. who's only been there, what, four months, and he's now their captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you keep going. Leicester's is Wes Morgan. I mean, when was the last time you saw Wes Morgan go out on the field he's... for Leicester? Yeah, he hasn't played for a while, has he? No. Um, been, I think he's been been demoted almost along with uh, the Austrian. Is it Fuchs as well? Has been. Yeah, been Fuchs will be go out. Taking Morgan's place, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think we should answer another yeah. question. Yeah, I think yeah. so because I could I could probably go through most. Yeah, I could probably go through most of the Premier League with their captains, but I think I might I might uh, struggle over Sheffield United. Is it Billy Sharp? Because well, it could be Paul Pescalido for all I know. <laughs> isn't he club captain? Isn't it? Um, is it Johnny Egan or 
one of their defenders is the captain now. I may be, I may be wrong. I know Billy Sharp is not captain, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yes, because people are typing stuff down the bottom and I can't get down it to highlight it because I've got one of the very first questions in from Mally Moe. He says, question for the panel, would you take Martin Odegaard for Urza replacement? Now, he played... To, remember the farcical situation for Inter Milan where they got... Is it Rangadangan Island? Whatever, how do you say his name? The mentalist. Nigel Rangeland. That's him. He was on loan from Inter to someone else. Gen- Genoa, is it? Or yeah. Torino, one of the two? Uh, neither. Neither is Cagliari. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he scored. Yeah. Yeah. Same case. He scored the goal. He played for them. He scored the goal against Inter, which means Inter only got a point out of the game rather than um, rather than getting three. And tonight, that bloke we just mentioned, Martin Odegaard, played for Real Sociedad, scored a goal as they beat Real Madrid 4-3. Yeah. Yet more madness. I don't know how that works. Anyway, he played tonight. And uh, looking at his uh, career, he's 21 years old, midfielder, winger, um, Storms good, good, good. Then Real Madrid, Heverin on loan, Vitesse on loan, Real Sociedad on loan. So it looks like a player that they don't really want at Real Madrid. Is he in Urzel's um, kind of bracket of player? Was uh, he looks a bit he's young? A, he's a similar type. He's dog shit on FIFA, by the way. Don't grind. <laughs> don't grind. <laughs> That's um, done. But but yeah, he's no. He, he's a he's a very similar type of player in that he plays the creative cam sort of you know attacking number ten role, but. We 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 we're, we're right on the edge of finally admitting the number ten is dead and moving our moving our uh, our club into the twentieth century as everybody else has, and then we're going to say oh, let's go and build our team around another flamboyant young number ten. I I don't think we need to go down that route. I think we need to we need to go down the route of a player who can play central midfield but has an energy, has an engine. I'd like to see us back to the days of of a Vieira type midfield player, you know, an enforcer. I wouldn't be against us going for the likes of Abdullah Dekure at Watford. Um, If you look at what Wilfred Ndidi has done at Leicester, somebody who's just powerful um, can play a bit. Tielemans is another one. You know, they don't need to be Santi Cazorla's second coming, um, but, but they need to be mobile and athletic and have that, that ability to get around the pitch. Um, that's why I, mean, I think that midfield is lacking at the moment. Torreira can't do it on his own. I mean, look at that Liverpool midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why now? That midfield the- three. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you got Fabinho. Yeah. Fabinho, Wijnaldum, uh Who's the other one that plays in there? Whose uh, name escapes me because it's not Henderson on the regular. Who? Who is that? Who is it? The fact that we can't remember who it is shows exactly what kind of influence they have on the game. What in the Liverpool? Fabinho. Milner yes, and Fabinho and Ronaldo, and there's another one in there. La la la. James Milner. No, well, I mean, no, no different play in there. It probably is Henderson, isn't it? At the moment? Probably at the moment. Yeah, uh, I don't know who it is. No, played since 1923. But they've got um, Keiter in there as well, haven't they? Yeah, Keiter's probably, yeah, well, he's, he's injured at the moment, isn't he? But he probably would play more games if, if yeah. he was fit. I suppose Hen- yeah, Henderson is the one at the moment that yeah. But again, I, I there's not think we need in that area. Yeah, there's not a huge amount of quality in there in that no. midfield. That is a midfield of runners compared to Man City. You can see how difficult it is to try and build a midfield like that. You mm-hmm. know, they had one with Yaya Torre in there uh, next to another hardcore midfielder, but that Liverpool one is just full of runners. That's it. Yeah. They're all great athletes. Uh, and that's a lot easier to find ones that can play those simple passes to more creative players who can then deal with it in, you know, do the special things, which I know we've got luxury players in the likes of Ozil, but 
he's using up that all-important kind of third spot in the midfield Yeah, that we just don't have. Going back to something we mentioned earlier, French Guna is a regular on Tom's um, Tom's uh, podcast, which is the... Uh, I always get Tom's and the, the American boys once mixed up. The Guna Talk. The other one's the Guna's podcast. So French Guna is on there, and he says apparently Messi might be leaving Barcelona in the summer. Man City are interested. I saw a... I think it was a TIFO football thing on YouTube and they were going over the number of times that Man City have tried to sign Messi and that a couple of times it's nearly come off. I mean, probably about five, six hundred thousand pound a week, isn't it? They'll have to have him and um, uh, 10 teenagers to, to be able to afford that wages and make, they're going they'll just get another sponsorship deal for some, for some kebab house in, in, um, in uh, Saudi Arabia uh, that is sponsoring Man City with one billion pound a season. They got some big players coming off that wage bill in the summer, though. David Luiz is go, uh, not David Luiz, David Silva yeah. is going. Fabinho might go. I know he signed a new deal, but I heard I'm um, on a podcast today. Yeah. They're saying that they're looking for a replacement for Jesus as well. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I think Sane might be possibly. I know he's been injured all season, but yeah. I know Bobby is still sniffing, aren't they? So, and to be honest, I think the only way that. Pep stays there next season as if Messi joins in the summer. Or if they buy a completely new squad for him yet again. Yeah. Do you think Messi would be able to do it at that at the Premier League level? Because uh, they're just playing in, in a, um, a Spanish waiters league at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> you've, got, you've got two and a half think, teams there. I think he might be all right. He might just be relegated to a free kick merchant, but uh, <laughs> it's all right for the Janino uh, Palista. Talking of wasting your career, I didn't realise Neymar... Was well, apart from having the same birthday as um, as Ronaldo yesterday, he's twenty eight. How many years of his life has he wasted in the Farmers League, Chris? What what is he doing there? You're never going to win anything other than the French title. Neymar, did you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's playing some of the best football of his career at the moment. Um, he, got, he actually got knocked the other day for taking the piss out of um, an opponent, which is a novel. I heard that on uh, James today was talking about it. Yeah, is that where you heard it? Oh, no, you probably forgot. No, watched well, I, I, I watched about. it. I was watching it when it <laughs> happened. But, um, yeah, yeah, there was. Tell people what happened because that's hilarious. Well, he playing Montpellier, who were down to 10 men after literally sort of 10 minutes of their, their reserve goalkeeper in goal. And he actually then got himself sent off. So the third choice goalkeeper in goal. They were, I think they were 4 4 0 down or maybe 5. They finished 5 0, but they were certainly 4 down at the time, I think. And Neymar, sporting his new pink rinse, um, decided to do some rainbow flicks, um, as you do. I don't know now, what a rainbow flick is. Basically, that one where you put it between your legs and flick it over your head. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and um, don't get it wrong, if it had happened on a Sunday league pitch, Neymar would, Neymar would bits of his body <laughs> still be scattered across the M5. He'd be, be in traction. <laughs> but um, his argument was, and he said to the referee, that the referee essentially went over and gave him a warning and said, look, you're essentially you're taking the piss. Um, you're riling your position. Um, and Neymar said, I'm just playing football. This is how I play football. This is how I enjoy it. And then at the end of the game, um, or the, the referee eventually went over and booked Neymar, which allegedly now is for dissent rather than the actual act. Um, and then at the end of the game, the French TV uh, station, I think it's kind of plus picked up the the conversation between the referee and, and Neymar that the referee was was saying, um, uh, if you want to if you want to come over here and, and do that, you, you at least need to speak to me in French. Um, so very much the David Ellery school of refereeing, you speak to me how I wish to be wish to be spoken to type of thing. Um, to which Neymar responded in French, um, uh, or, or basically said in in French, French my ass, back to the uh, back to the referee. So, you know, um, I, I think 
it's a weird one because he was almost out the door in the summer and now he's sort of saying that he considers signing a new deal at PSG. Um, I, th- I think he's I think he's one of those players that that he'll always be thought of as um, the nearly man, a bit like Ronaldinho. You know, the talent will always have been there, but it's what went on off the pitch that maybe will stop him from being that very top, top level. That said, I still think PSG will win the Champions League with him at that club. I'm putting that on record. It may not be this year, but they've got a, a good chance this year. Um, they got Dortmund in, in a fortnight's time. We'll see how that, that goes. But yeah, he, he's playing some good football. So is Halland Cup tied for the Champions League? No, I believe after the first stage they can play now, can't they? I think I'm, I may. This is where we need John with the rule. After but, the Mkhitaryan incident. Uh, yeah. No, I, I believe he's. I believe stage. he's can play. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll it's, be a game as well. That game. It's um, Royce is out injured at the moment yes. for a yeah. change. For they change. lost yeah. last night, didn't they? They lost uh, against uh, was it Werder Bremen. Yeah, three two. They were two 0 down. But Erling Haaland scored what another goal in that game as well. Yeah, seven. He's got uh, that's eight or seven or eight. I can't remember. I think seven in the league and three, four, five, six, seven in the league and one in the cup. Seven and four, something mad. It's crazy. Uh, Question here, moving on a little bit um, from the McManus. What do you guys think about signing another injured player in Cedric Suarez? Um, (laughs) If people didn't know, we've got Kim Kalstrom broken back. And then we've got Denis Suarez broken everything. And now we've got another Suarez, which is the Portuguese way of saying Suarez. Thank you to Harry, who explained that when he was on the same old Arsenal podcast. Yeah, it's all Suarez. So, uh, yeah, Josh, what do you think? I mean, I like Cedric. I really do. I thought it was a really <laughs> good buy. Um, for just coming in for, what is it, the six months left of the season? We've got no obligation to buy him. He's at a contract at the end of the summer. And we need cover for Hector, to be honest. Uh, hopefully, we can get Hector through till what middle of February. Bearing in mind, we've got two weeks off at the moment. And then I expect uh, Suarez to come back in, to be honest, and just be available. I think he's purely there for backup. Yeah. And to be honest, being able to get a backup right back who's played in the Premier League uh, is ready in this kind of situation and has played the kind of football that uh, Arteta wants to play and is diverse. I think if we make Champions League, we might look for an upgrade on him. I think the same goes for Pablo Mari, who came in as well. But I think it's the reason why we got them both on long, uh, on loan deals mm-hmm. with options to buy them is because if we make Europa, yeah, they're the kind, that's the kind of shopping market yeah, that's, that we're going to be shopping in, really is those players. But if we get in to the Champions League, we could look for an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, we might just buy both of them and we're upgrading elsewhere. You know, like, uh, oh, if we keep Mari, we'll get rid of Socrates uh, and we'll get rid of Mustafi and then we'll get in a proper, another centre-back in to play alongside David Luiz. Mm. And I think that's the kind of situation we're looking at at the moment, was these are kind of shrewd signings, but because it's Arsenal, we're going to look at the negative in it. Um, that's what we do. If Daniel Levy had done this, people would be saying things very differently about yeah. this and say they're incredibly shrewd signings. He's just getting them, nursing them to the end of the season. Because that's all they're doing. These signings are nursing us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh, Chambers out for the rest of the season. Holding is trying to come back into contention. And our general defence has looked a bit of a mess. Chris, no, so, says 
Oh, so I thought you finished, Josh. How dare you breathe? <laughs> and formerly, no, actually, formerly knows there's something funny earlier as well. Uh, here we go. Formerly knows it says, uh, "Isn't Neymar taking his annual time off to celebrate his sister's birthday?" And the, is it not Mardi Gras? What's the Spanish? I mean, they're Brazilian Mardi Gras called. No, it's the um. Oh yeah, uh, what's the what is it called? Rio Carnival. That's it. Yeah, That's Rio the one. He likes that off. He likes his sister's birthday off. And uh, and for, I always say knows as a woman. I don't know why. Anyway. Maybe, maybe the person did say once many, many moons ago. Um, it says, uh, so what will happen to Ashley Maitland-Niles? Ainsley. say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yes, in response to the first bit, yes, Neymar did have, have his time off, um, and Thomas Tuchel was quite critical of, of that, um, but he still went, so hey-ho. Um, Ainsley's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the Suarez deal basically suggests that, um, like, like Josh was saying, it basically suggests to me it's, it's cover for um it's it's cover for, for Hector. Um but Cedric can play both sides as well, which is quite useful. But I did think it was quite interesting that Ainsley didn't even make the bench on Sunday. Um there's been a bit of suggestion that that he's sort of falling a bit out of favour. I don't know. I still think he's better as a midfielder. Um but I don't not I'm not sure I buy the hype that everyone else has bought, you know, I think I was talking to Dom about this, um, you know, seemingly two years ago, I think it was now, when he first broke through and everyone was giving it, oh, he's this, he's that, he's that. and we were all like, mm, yeah, he's good, but I think we need to be a bit careful how quickly we big him up and how much we big him up. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see where Arteta might use him. Um, I still think he's, he's probably better, as I say, as a midfielder or as a winger. Um, but, but a lot of people have been saying that he could play in the central midfield role. No, not, sure. not I don't think he could. Not physical enough, and he's not they're, leggy enough for that. I don't think they're the same people that say Eddie and Ketty is a Premier League striker. Well, there you go. Mm, don't start data. We, I was watching Andrew, Andrew the Hinkley Gooners um, from Dial Square to Where last night. And Dave, you know, data. Um, yeah. She was. She gets a little bit chopsy with people. And Andrew said that he could see Enketio in years to come being a twenty, thirty goal a season man. And data nearly shit herself laughing. I mean, a, a twenty-five to thirty goal in uh, what the Celtic, Celtic Scottish Premier League, maybe. No one knows. Maybe, maybe uh, he let's could. put it this way: Paddy Bamford is a more complete striker than Eddie Enketio, and I'll leave that there. Oh, here you go. Yeah, she's there. She's heard us. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think you've got your data. You got your answer from formerly Noza as well, Danny. Uh, was was no no Noza your lady name? I don't know. Formerly Noza said that he's a bloke. Ah, huh. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Norma. N O and ends in an A. Yeah. Was it, we have a Noma. Yeah, I think we did have a Noma. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, right, here we go. I had a question. Actually, look at Jim playing by the rules. Question. Uh, who had the, I'll give this one to Chris. I'll ask you whoever wants it. Um, recently, a Newcastle fan was banned from all English stadiums for for windmilling in celebration for his team's goal. What past goal would you have made you do the same? It was windmilling and got banned. Yeah, the Newcastle. Did you not see it, Danny? No. All oh, right, a, give yeah, me a second. I will send Danny the link whilst uh, <laughs> well, actual, you answer the question. Actually, got That's, his Johnson out and as in Strutter windmilling. As what? You know, Strutter, where you get your keys in both yeah. hands. No, 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 it wasn't his keys. It was his old chat, mate. All oh, right, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, and Alan said Maxim and tweeted about it, didn't he? Sort of tweeted a picture he of a helicopter and uh, yeah, good bounce. Um, 
Yeah, I think probably Bergkamp at Newcastle would be the goal I would, you know, I would have gone for in that scenario. I mean, I was at that game. I didn't do it. But, um, yeah, that probably would have been the one goal. Maybe, uh, or maybe the Adams goal at Highbury to seal the title. That would have been quite an apt. Nice sunny, nice sunny day. You could have done it that day as well. You ran that one, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we could have done that together. That would have been quite a sight. Sean was there in the mummy's belly. Yeah, so, yeah. after. I I did chuckle at people saying that um, apparently FIFA, sorry to bring up FIFA again, apparently they've got a metric that if a a celebration is used more than three times in a season by any one player, they're duty-bound to create it in the game. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think there's definitely a possibility next season of somebody in the crowd on on FIFA 21 windmilling to their heart's content would be quite the scene, or maybe a tifo of someone doing it would be quite amusing. But um, yeah, uh, put Mickey Thomas v, v Liverpool. Yeah, that's another good shout. But yeah, I'm sure Josh will send you the link. It's um, data it's says here he should be banned. Children at the game. If he got his winkle out, quite rightly he's banned. There's mm. no place for that. Uh, I mean, up Danny, north, those lot are always naked anyway, aren't they? It's in your DM you now. The link, Danny. Now you can you can watch it to your heart's content. Ah, cheers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Si says, uh, "Can we get the link as well?" Well, I'll go and have a look at it while you two, uh, Josh. What's your thoughts on it? And I'm going to. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a sensible response to this, and then there's an unsensible response. <laughs> Do so both, it. just to cover. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go with the. <laughs> Careful with your wording there, Danny. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I would say no. I would say Henri against Leeds. <laughs> that one. Um or oh, it's quite a few to be fair. Any Thomas Rosicki goal? Probably. <laughs> um if Jason was here, Ramsey in the FA Cup final, and you can use that for two. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think something like that. Good. But yeah, uh, so Danny, now that you've seen it, how would you uh, react? You can't really <laughs> see it, can you? It's, it's so well, far. I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely I mean, doing what, something. What do you want him like to be fully erect and like oh, throwing donuts don't. on it or something? Well, they're, all, they're all mental up there anyway, aren't they? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think every ground is it four years they banned him for? Four yeah. Years? Again, you expose yeah, yourself so. and it's children and women and on TV. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is, he is a, idiot. as they'd say, he's a chicken nugget short of a Happy Meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's seen Data's Instagram, she says, I'm the most scantily clad gooner around. And even I think that was a bit much, but Arshavin versus Barca for me. Um, yeah, because uh, Data has been to the Star Wars set and uh, Jonah Bottom to the boys. Actually, I don't know if there's boys there, but uh, well, yeah, well, I, I, think it, I need to do some research for some. No, oh, no, keep back no in it's, not that, it's not that kind of program. Uh, the McManus says, uh, Bergkamp against Newcastle, the spin just left me breathless. I'm, I, I'm the Tony Adams one, I, I screamed then. Uh, or it's only yeah, still- parlor. I think you've got to do it for any screamer, to be honest. I think yeah. the, uh, probably is... not probably not a th- <laughs> an extra no, time you... goal against Oxford United in the FA Cup fourth round. One Stan, you're out of your seat. Stan makes a yeah. point. If if you someone would have said, he says, I believe that style of wheelie waggling is called the helicopter. If you said helicopter, then I'd have known what you're on about because um, oh, doesn't someone okay. do it in? I was watching a TV show. He does it to make his wife happy. 
it may well have been, that's it, Gogglebox, the Welsh couple. He says, shall I do my helicopter? Was like he from that. Jamaica, was he? <laughs> I think he is. This is checking out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jim says they're checking out Data's channel. She's got her Instagram um, uh, locked at the moment. So, uh, yes. Right. Uh, what other things have people brought up? Uh, some of you, I think Josh has been kind enough to put the questions in the box. So we've coloured Mally's one. Um, we've done John, um, Michael Hernandez. We've done... Uh, what's the word I was looking? That's not it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Roberts has said, uh, Danny, you put up on Twitter that we haven't finished a season with a negative goal difference since the 70s. Is this a fear by the end of the season? What do you gentlemen think? Sorry, I was replying to Ed in the chat box. Ah. I was reading that message, so you'll have to go again. <laughs> Uh, right um he said that arsenal haven't i tweeted that arsenal haven't had a season where they finished with a, a negative goal difference since the uh because you two are useless i've managed to go and, and carry Sorry, on talking if, uh, if Unai... right, no, no i've gone i found it now okay, okay here we go share it okay boom like a boss right back to uh there Okay, there we go, people. Just watching same old Arsenal AFC podcast. And someone asked, when was the last time we ended a season with a negative goal difference? So I looked it up. The last time, 73-74, with a goal difference of minus two. Scored 49, conceded 51. That's what we did last season and the season before that. Phoenix conceded 51. And then the other ones are 61-62. We had minus one. 60-61, minus eight. And 59-60, minus 12. So... I think um, whoever's question that was, uh, Matt Roberts. Do you think are we in, are we worried about this happening again? Uh, if Unai Emery was at the helm, probably. But I think with Arteta, I think we're going to get at some point we're going to click uh, and really have just a breathtaking attacking performance for ninety minutes. You can see that's within our locker now, uh, and I don't think we had that under Emery. Chris. Uh, pretty much exactly where, where Josh is. I, I, I think we're, I think we're getting closer to finding a gear. Um, and I know we've been saying that for a while. We need to stop these draws, but I do feel like we're getting closer to, to putting a bit of a run together. I'm, I'm still not completely, um, I'm still not completely ruling out the, the 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 idea or chances of us finishing sort of top six area. Um, I think we're probably top four is a bit beyond us now, but I think we could finish as high as sort of six, maybe fifth. Um, which is, you know, it's a sign of the times, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, negative goal difference. I mean, it's it's very easily turned around, isn't it? When when the opportunity comes. So um, hopefully, hopefully things will will continue to go in the right 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 way. I'm I'm quite excited to see what the future holds. But I'm almost I wouldn't say I'm disengaged with the season. That would be wrong. I think I will probably get back into feeling like the, the energy come back again. So I'm quite intrigued to see what Arteta does in Europe because I think that might suit his what he's looking to do in the Europa League quite a lot more. Um but um but yeah I'm, I'm quite excited for the for the future in the summer um and to see what his plans are because at the moment again he's still managing sort of you know half a team that's not his own. So I think it'd be really interesting to see what he can do with a full summer program, a full preseason. I think he'll have them working quite hard in preseason. I think he'll have them back early. Um a few players in, a few players out. So yeah, it's one of those situations where um, I'm looking forward to the end of the season, but I'm still quietly confident that we'll put something together this season that will leave us all feeling a little bit more confident than 
than, than we probably were a few weeks ago. Hopefully. Yeah, and I mean, at, at the moment, we're 10 points off uh, fourth place. Uh, yeah, and that's very... 11, 11 goals in hand as well. Bearing in yeah. mind, no one below Leicester has goal difference in double figures. Yeah. That's it. Chelsea are only nine. And then, yeah, even Man United have got plus seven. I don't know where they got that from. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think our biggest issue is, and I think uh, some other podcasts have brought it up, uh, across it is we've got 13 draws in that. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we could easily turn a few of those into wins uh, under Arteta, I think we could still go on one of those runs. Mm-hmm. You know, we have seen it get some momentum up, especially after this two weeks. What was that stat as well that only Liverpool have lost less games than us this season? <laughs> it's, like, it's mental, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's a little bit of a sneaky one because mm. uh, we've had four. We've well, no, let's put it this way. I'm looking at the table at the moment. We've lost six games, mm. which is yeah, which is the second lowest in the league, but it is joint second with Wolves, Leicester and Man City. Yes, it's a bit of a false um, one. Yes, it's a bit of a false one. Yeah. Man City lost uh, six. They've only drawn three games. Wow. Yeah. Leicester yeah. only drawn four, lost six. Mm. Um, who's the other one? Sorry. Wolves. Yeah, drawn 13. Uh, sorry, drawn 11 for Wolves. Um, Loki's on one tonight first of all he says I would teabag Hillary Clinton to win a Champions League and he follows that oh, yeah. up with just seen the video the Newcastle fan could do with a trim <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out there not getting rid of anybody here speaking, speaking as a man who is, who is very very well sculpted um, in all areas of body hair removal I can confirm I would agree with him very well very well on that statement and if that doesn't make you bring up your uh, your, <laughs> your fish pie I don't know what will um, Matt I'm Roberts just imagining says, it's got highlights though <laughs> <laughs> as, long as, as long as you haven't dyed it red Sacre bleu. <laughs> Matt Roberts says uh, undefeated in 2020 for Premier League games that's very true formerly yeah. knows it says one more draw than the Invincibles so far I mean than the Invincible um, I want to come on to the Liverpool thing in a second but um, oh. we were talking on uh, me Josh and Mark Blondell who has gone bouldering, which uh, apparently oh, is, it's, uh, what is it? It's rock climbing. It's indoor no, rock climbing. It's, it's hipster, no, it's hipster rock climbing. Uh, oh, because they're boulders. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the, I believe, it's the fastest growing sport for under 30 men's in the UK. It's good for fitness, isn't it? How good it are you, is. Josh? You um, right it's like, yeah, it's like no, I do, I do bouldering. Um yeah, I would say I am middling to average. You know how good I am at it, or don't I have to point that out? <laughs> I can uh, lean my head against the lowest stone and just wait there until everyone's finished. <laughs> anyway, people bolder you. See, <laughs> in fact, Sean used to, she was a child, she'd climb up me like some kind of irritable little monkey. Uh, Mark says, My question is one that might provide some fun nostalgia. Gwendozi is our biggest shithouser since who? Mark Keown, probably. Mark Keown. Flamini, actually. It's got to be Flamini. Uh, I don't know. Gabriel? Gabriel? No. I don't know, because Gabriel was just stupid. Gabriel that would cut your throat in the changing rooms. I mean, I don't think I don't think Gwendozi's that type. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, there's, yeah. there's an easy one in the shithouse. He's got... Um, he's got... Uh, 
He's got Grimondi-esque blocks as Debushi. well. Vivas is another one. Debushi. Yeah, Debushi could, could put a tackle in. Yeah, true. I think it's because he couldn't run anymore. Yeah. He's got injured so often. Still can't. He had to come off early last night. Bless uh, him. But yeah. Yeah. I, I like it though. I like it. Jack Wilshire was a good shout from formerly Noza. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Yeah. yeah Although, again, <laughs> when he wasn't injured. Yeah. Oh, Paul Blake's injured again, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Um, yeah, so uh, I wouldn't say he's my favourite shithouser, but he does like to get on people's nerves, which is fantastic. Bloody soccer way fucked as usual. I think um, any of that back four went, basically anyone pre-VAR mm. from about the mid-90s <laughs> was a shithouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. Uh, someone else made a point here. Oh, Jamie Fitzgerald. Carpenter out. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, oh, data says, does everyone hate Mustafi? I don't hate Mustafi mm. at all because his wife is so freaking hot. Um, has he shaved his head? No, I think he's, he's done something with it. Has he? Yeah. Um, has he been to the same um, doctor as Perez? He's got his fringe done. As long as the uh, doctor is Nazri, then we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, who was the other one? I saw someone put Lauren in there as well. Loki seventy three. Yeah. But he, I mean, he was full shit house. He wasn't. Oh, he was just evil. Yeah, loved him. Um, someone here has put uh, who put song. I'm just. Uh, oh, we go. Sean has put um, song. Do you know song? He's only thirty two, and he's yeah. been playing in the Swiss top division for the last three seasons. Yeah, didn't he come from? Didn't he play in Switzerland before he joined us as well for Sion, wasn't it? I think he was. Well, that's where he is now, isn't he? Is oh, Sion? Oh, okay. He's there with Johan Juru. Oh, the legend. Yeah. Oh. Small touch. Do, do you remember that that banter when um when they were handing out the La Liga trophy and Song went step forward <laughs> handing it to, to Eric Amidal, who just survived cancer. It's like, <laughs> and like Song sort of just sheepishly went into the background. Classic Alex Song that was. Yeah, good times. Um, Matt Roberts has come up with, uh, is there any players you bring back to the club now? Do you mean as in, in their heyday or that are still playing and as they are now? Or just people... as behind the scenes as well. Who we used to run, didn't we? There was no ex-Arsenal players at the club, but now we've got, we're riddled with them and we're no better off. Mm. There's a Hold few on. still playing that would probably be worth... Stan Googles and Staffy's wife. <laughs> 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 and, uh, oh, yeah, Romford Pele, yeah, Noza says he was another one. He was great at it. When yeah. He was never the quickest player, but he'd, he'd fucking wind you up. Um, yes, uh, yes. I, mean, I think all 90s, all 90s players were... Uh, a shit bit, house. yeah, mm. a bit of a shit house, yeah. to be honest. You know, Henri had it as well with us. He had a Ed bit is, of a nasty side. Ed has put, oh, please, Liverpool, lose a damn game already. You know what made well, me really depressed? Um, I think it's Duncan Alexander put out that all Liverpool need to do to match the Invincibles now is draw 10 games in a row and win two. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. But then um, all they need to do to match it. I, I don't know about you. I'm not fussed about them going past the 49. I'm just worried about them actually doing the season. That's yeah, the that's time. the problem. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they're on. I think Chelsea, their record was 40. Liverpool on 41 and we were on 49. So Liverpool's next game is in the Premier League. Norwich away, that's 42. West Ham at home, 43. <laughs> Watford away, that's 44. Liverpool <laughs> at home, that's 45. Everton at home, Everton away, 
and 46. Yeah, they'll probably beat them. Uh, they'll give them a good game, though. Then and they've got Palace at home. That's 47. Then they've got Man City away, which is game 48. That could be... I reckon Everton or Man City have got a chance. But after that, Villa, Brighton, Burnley. So and then us. So... Uh, We've got a chance of... You know, I mean, it's, it's one result, isn't it? I mean, you know... We showed Man United when no one thought we could do it. They've mm. got... Um, Champions League coming back as well, haven't they? Yeah, and they've still got yeah. that's why I was hoping they'd get through the FA Cup because that's one more game as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And they were they it's obviously Klopp knows that they are going to be pushed towards the end of the season. They didn't make what did they buy? Um they bought the Japanese kid in the transfer window, and that was it. You've got um Fatty Milner's out in is he still here yeah, is at Liverpool? Yeah, Fatty Milner's injured. Yeah, he was um, on their bench at the for the FA Cup game. No, I, I thought it was weird that none of the Liverpool pros went, I'll stay behind and play with the, the under-23s to make sure we get through. So they've got through. I don't know who they've got in the next round, but once those fixtures start piling up, then the, they're either going to have to drop something or do something already because, um, yeah, they, they won't be able to play uh, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, every single week for the rest of the season. And it's, that's going to start in about two or three weeks' time, isn't it? When we start oh, they've got Chelsea. Chelsea in the fifth round. Well, there you go. That's another tough game. Um, someone asked a good question here. Hold on, sigh and read this first. Is your love interest towards still the same compared to 10, 15? Oh, here we go. Yes. Um, Sai says, is your love interest towards Arsenal still the same compared to 15 years ago or maybe since Cronky took over? Absolutely not. No, my love for football in general isn't. I used to watch, I was a bit like Chris. I used to watch... 10, 15 games a week now. I don't even watch them. I only watch Arsenal. I don't care about the rest of it. I, I, think, some of, I think some of that for me, though, Danny, is a result of this this modern day streaming thing for me. Genuinely, I think like when... So I mean, many different places. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to watch League R games because that's the league I follow. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember the last time I watched Match of the Day. I, I just don't. I, just, I don't. My, my interest in Premier League football this season, above more has gone so much down the drain. I, if there's a live game on that's Premier League, I'll watch it. But when it comes to knowing the results, you know, and and watching match the day on a Saturday night, I've, I've always got better things to do. Um, I, I actually did enjoy watching when La Liga was on Sky um, and when Serie A was on, was on um, ESPN as it was then and BT Sports is now. Fine. But I, I wouldn't pay, like, Premier Sports to have Serie A. I wouldn't pay um, whoever La Liga is on now. I, I just wouldn't do it. Um, I do weirdly one of the leagues I do miss watching, and I know it's coming back again soon is MLS just purely because you can mm. always play the game on at some ridiculous time in the morning. On a Chica Cheeto off to LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy, yeah. So, um, Chicago Fire Field and they've changed their colors and everything, it's gonna be exciting, but yeah, uh, Chicago Fire. Um, well, they were dark blue before, weren't they? No, they were they were red, but they're now wearing dark blue. So they've changed their image and the logo, and it's all exciting times. And Robert Berich signed from St Etienne, but that's another story. Um, yeah, so so I, I I do I still like to keep across it, but you know from the days of when we did the hipsters pod and we were all across, you know, all these different leagues and all different players. I, I I'd like to think I've still got a good enough knowledge of the European game to pick out you know up and coming players and and do my research and and listen to pods and whatnot, but. In terms of actually watching and taking in live games, for me, it's League is my priority. Premier League is is shortly up. I have watched a lot more Championship this year. In fact, I have found myself watching more Championship games of an evening, even when there's like a, a Premier League game on. 
um, I, I, I'm going to watch Leeds um, Forest tomorrow, uh, Saturday, for example, um, in the evening game. So, I mean, it, yeah, I'm trying to expand my horizons a bit more. But uh, as you said, Danny, things, you know, life gets in the way a bit. Um, depends on your personal life, your social life, I suppose. But how these people can afford to pay for all the channels, for everything. I uh, none. I watch yeah. them all. Yeah. So, what was the last game you watched, Josh? That wasn't Premier League. The last one I watched was uh, in the Milan. Uh, they won two nil. Oh, good question. Uh, oh, was... got Beat Udinese, didn't they? Uh, uh, it would be Udinese. That was, wasn't it? Two nil. Yeah, Sanchez was fantastic when he came back. He's really onto it already. Yeah. Um, what's the last one I watched? It was probably Championship. I don't tend to have. Um... I think you go through phases of getting burnt out by football. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why the love has kind of dropped because a lot of people say they don't watch Match of the Day anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because there's viable alternatives, isn't there? If you wanted to watch football, that used to be almost like your one-stop shop. That was, yeah. was the only place you'd catch it, really, if you because Sky was so ridiculously expensive and didn't really have the benefits. Mm. I remember back in the early 90s, it, you know, it was one kid on your street had sky sports yeah that was it around their house um yeah uh and if you didn't watch it then yeah you'd wait for the fa cup to come round. that would be a live sport or it's match of the day that was the only time you'd watch it and you kind of put up with the fact that they had alan hansen and mark (laughs) lawrenson on it now because of the various different mediums that you can get uh football on and the quality of things that I wouldn't watch Match of the Day because if I want insightful views on it, I'm not going to get them there. People mm. look do to the podcast now. Do you have Sky, Josh? Or both of you have Sky, didn't you? I've got yeah. Sky and BT. Yeah, so did, did you know that Match of the Day and Match of the Day 2, if you record them when they're on, after a couple of days, your planner deletes them because they don't want, and you can't download them again. All of my Match uh, of the Day 2s have gone, and I had about four Match of the Days saved, and I just clicked yellow delete delete all without watching i just i'm not interested in it but no, exactly what i did no. this afternoon weirdly yeah 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 um jimmy h yeah jimmy h you've um as you've gone all the bother writing the question jimmy if you go back listen to the beginning of the show that's what we were talking about like i said i don't want to be rude and ignore your your um your well-written question um yeah so what's who's your favorite channel my favorite to watch give you some idea of what i want you two to answer is AC Jimbo when they used to do that around Europe thing when oh, you had him yeah. Alex Stein Euro- for me. European football show. Oh, is that still on? Superb. No, yeah. they got rid they canned it after the second um season BT had it there because they decided to sign up um Chris Sutton, Jeez. Robbie Savage, um all of that lot. And they were like, uh no. Uh, but it's still uh they still do it. Uh, for the Champions League group stages, yeah. instead of you know like the soccer Saturday style, where you had Jeff Stelling, instead you have it with those boys, and yeah. half time is just possibly one of the best things to watch, yeah, because they all know their stuff, and I bet you, you know, if I had a mortgage, I'd put it on it, uh, that they're on just that panel. I paid less than one uh, X Pro, yeah, that whole panel costs less than say. Well, definitely Alan Shearer's less than Alan Shearer because you yeah. can uh, BBC published how much Alan Shearer gets for match of the day. Honestly, disgusting. He's on about one point two million a year, isn't he? Yeah, and that's just for BBC. Yeah, then uh, but Lineker, but Lineker does loads of other B- Lineker does loads of other BBC stuff within mm. that as well. Just yeah. like all their docs uh, and does all their award shows. 
but you know Alan Shearer who just turns up to be a grumpy old twat saying to Danny Mills yeah uh, oh he was on 800,000 a year so they pay Alan Shearer Danny Mills is something like over a quarter of a million or over half a million both of those if they left match of the day it'd be better off but people like Peter Crouch on there brilliant I don't care if you play yeah. for Spurs and Liverpool. His, fan, his podcast is brilliant. He's brilliant. That's the kind of people we want there. Like Ian Wright, gigglers, people that are funny, people that you, well, so you, you could get. If you um, saw them in a pub, you'd, you'd offer to buy them some nuts. Yeah, but I so say you could get um, you could get half those journalists that you know you get half the Athletic on there for that kind of stuff a year. I'll listen to those. Yeah, because you, you know that one, they go into every game. They're not just sitting in a in a room watching them all but they've also got to do it as an art they've got to actually articulate their points properly and I like, and I like right are really good talkers yeah and mm. I, like, I like these people that just offer something different i mean i'm not i'm not like a massive fan of the the tactics uh, the tactics the um uh the like the xg and all the stats i'm not a huge fan of that but um Josh is, is xg and xa is that done before the game or after the game it's based on the stats of the <laughs> I, know, I know what it is so when they go, when they go, um, uh, Obama Young's got an XG of one point three. Does that mean they've worked that out before the game that he should score one point three games, or is it after the game yeah. he should have scored one point three? Post, post game, yeah. Because I always thought it's pre game. I, th- I think it's a mixture, isn't it? Because sometimes they say his expected goals based on his form should be this coming into this game, but then like Josh said, it's post game. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of hard to use it as a predictor. They could go. Based on his XG, he should have scored 10 goals and he's only converted eight, which yeah. would show that you've got a player that's missed big opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, if you look at someone like Jamie Vardy, he yeah. generally outperforms his XG because he scores quite good goals or scores from odd angles. Jack mm-hmm. Grealish, actually, because I was looking at it this week, because, you know, I've got to play my wildcard in fantasy football. So it's the mm-hmm. kind of shit I look at, like XG. Uh, Jack Grealish has got seven goals from an expected of five. So you don't put him in but you'd look at someone like Tammy Abraham who is underperforming and you go, right, he'll start converting chances or if you think he's got it in his locker. Mm. Um, but it's a, during the game, the only problem is, is you're only as good as the previous data. So if you remember when Fernando Torres missed that open goal, now everybody that has that shot in the same situation has a, well, someone's missed from here before. Up until that point, probably no one's missed from that far out open goal but then Torres did it so mm-hmm. it means everything's gone down a touch um Jay Rodriguez against us we hit the bar versus Burnley at that point his xg would have been basically one you know he should have scored from that situation but there's other bits and pieces that aren't included in that um who did a great piece on it i want to say it's michael cox did it on um Oh, who's the Sheffield United striker who hasn't scored this season? Oh, uh, Eddie McGoldrick? Not yeah, Eddie McGoldrick. I was going to say it's Eddie yeah. McGoldrick. Um, no, yeah. it's something like that, isn't David it? McGoldrick. David, David McGoldrick. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Ed- maybe possibly related to Eddie McGoldrick. Yeah. Not possible. <laughs> no. Um, he, they were looking at his XG, and one of the things it doesn't take into account is how you're hitting the ball. Mm. So say like the ball that. comes, and it's it takes it from a certain point, but say... Uh, McGoldrick goes for a bicycle kick that hasn't got the same XG as if he'd gone for a header. Yeah. Um, Who made all this shit up? It's pointless. Well, it's, 
Well, I mean, you say that it's all marginal gains, and we're at the point now where, you know, it's the reason why British cycling absolutely outperformed for ten years because yeah. we started looking at that data properly and going right half a percent here, quarter percent yeah. there. I know a PSI down in the tires will make certain things more aerodynamic. I could go into that for hours if we really wanted to in terms of a narrower tyre isn't actually as aerodynamic or as performant as a slightly wider one. As we're talking PSI, Josh, there's my new pump for my chair. You have shown me. You can talk XG XG for the amount of time that I'll spend on Dave's Instagram. Yeah. Uh, It'll probably be about three hours. Um, <laughs> got 19 games in the Premier League this season and no goals. He was a League Two player for North County on loan for a few a decade or so ago. He's quite old. Yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of shots as well this season. I know why um, I think it's related to Eddie McGoldrick because they both played for Republic of Ireland. Yes, wow. they did. It wasn't just but yeah i would say it's one of those on xg that i understand some people get bored by it because not everybody loves stats and you it's can say that about the stats though isn't it i love a stat no i, just, no, I wouldn't I... say it's stats for the sake of stats it i, I would just... say if you're working in the right place yeah. you understand it i just like i i just like a like for a, a podcast in particular like i like i like a podcast that's going to engage me and, and going to grip me like when when they see Jimbo left Football Weekly, I think a lot of people thought, oh, that's the end of that. And to be fair, like Max Rushton's come in as a host now and he's genuinely engaging. You know, people, not not everyone likes Barry Glendening, but I find him very engaging. I find his views very interesting. Uh, did you think he was a fat old man? I did. He's quite yeah. young and slim and dark hair. Yeah, to sound, it sounds like he's another one and he's like Andrew Arsblog, isn't he? doesn't sound like he looks, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I just want a podcast that's going to, or, or views on football where people just think slightly outside the box. And, you know, Gav Marcotti is another one that I really enjoy. Um, it, it, yeah, I think I think it's just your own personal taste, but nobody will ever do it as good as, as AC Jimbo, let's be honest. But yeah, I think no. if you, you just want somebody who, even if you're not into stats, I want I want somebody to do a show or a podcast that that makes me go okay i'm not really into stats but i want to listen or i want to watch. yeah i think the problem with the biggest problem xg has is it's quite an intangible stat if i said oh uh you know you got a pass completion rate of 98 percent, you can understand that mm. but if i go an xg of one but i've had 20 shots you're like what that doesn't automatically compute yeah. because there's a lot of sub things you've got to dig into the data yeah. for it's not immediately obvious on face value what it means no no I don't and i get it that i get it that people don't like it but yeah as data said kind of nailed it mm. is that that one there where that yeah. one, i was looking around there is a film it's a really good film based on a true story where this bloke is a statistician moneyball huh? yeah Moneyball is the one you're thinking of. It's what um, uh, it was. Brentford is their kind of um, background. um, With the Northern Norwegian club, didn't they? Because in baseball, I don't want to be mean Uh, about it, but you you stand there and someone throws a ball at you, and and so you can refine the stats down a lot easier. There's a lot less tangency required because it's one man v one man. The initial bit, but in football. It's 20 v 20 at times, 10 v 10 at times, fucking 20 v 20. <laughs> neck chasing, I think. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he yeah. says, uh, the Red Sox have just traded their best player to help pay the Liverpool wages. All that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gone down well. 
I think I'm always I'm always interested. I presume I presume data is from the US, but I'm always I'm always intrigued by people that are overseas and that are particularly particularly American American viewers because they have such a you know sporting franchises in America is so huge and it's such a you know it's big it's, it's such a big business in in the US not just a sport um, whether it be baseball basketball American football in particular like and you see what the Rasmus has of like the Super Bowl there's so much goes on in their their college setups and their their scouting networks and their education systems and all that and i still think even though i'm not i don't follow american sport as much as i used to um yeah dates from from new york city so i i i don't really follow it as much as i used to when i was a bit younger but american sport is still light years ahead of of uk sport um and you listen to some of the the podcasts that got like american uh, influences on um they're absolutely light years ahead of where of where things are in terms of the english game we're, we're still I mean, behind the english game has always been behind the curve hasn't it yeah just yeah. in general you know arsene wenger came and brought well even before that to canio went to west ham didn't he and uh told all the players to start eating pasta and stop eating uh pies Thanks. and smoking 40 fags a day Steak and eggs at half time <laughs> yeah and it's just it's not surprising that we're so behind, but um, yeah, I think American sports, the way they've done it, you know, we've got an American owner as much as people might hate on it for various bits and pieces. It's, it's going to be where we need to go. I don't know about you guys as well, but I kind of, you were just saying about the whole thing about being almost tired of too much football. The, the first world cup I can probably remember showing my age now but a lot of people say 1990 for me it was 94 um it was it was in usa Ross and all that penalty um the 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 death of the colombian um center back no yeah it was um maradona running to the the camera off his tits um daniel amakachi doing the dog peeing celebration in the goal for nigeria um, Sweden with with uh, a very young Henrik Larsson and Martin Darlene and Thomas Brolin etc. But anyway, I, I digress. Fristo Stoichkov and Jordan Lechkov for Boich. Um, but yeah, um, the thing I loved about that World Cup, and it's probably because I was very young. So what's that? Ninety four. So I'd have been eleven. Um, it was the the. I love a World Cup abroad where you have to get up at unusual times to watch games. And I loved the fact that that game um, or that World Cup in, in America, like it was, it was still very much soccer in the US. You know, they they were really they weren't prepared for it. And I think I'm right in saying, is it going back to the US? Isn't it the next World Cup? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. US and Mexico, isn't it? Yeah, and it was really interesting. I didn't know yeah. that this summer's championship, the European ones, held the finals held at Wembley. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wembley have got a game in every round. Yeah, uh, yeah, and if England sort terrible. themselves out, uh, we yeah. basically can go, basically stay at home for almost every single game. We all know France, Sweden, but, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'd be really intrigued to see what what America do and what I what I loved about that USA '94 tournament. Uh, a England went there, which is great, but also it was it was the novelty factor, and it, as I say, it's probably because I was young, but it was like that, you know, kind of put the TV on at like midnight to watch a game and hope your mum doesn't hear that you put the TV on when you should be in bed because you've got school in the morning. Um, similarly, the one in South Korea and Japan where you had like, you had sort of local uh, pubs opening at sort of 8am to cater for, 
for the guys or, or girls going to work who wanted to watch the England games or whatever before they went to work and having like, you know, fry up at 7am watching a game. There's something, there's just something that sort of is quite exciting about a World Cup or a, or football that is not that is out of the normal, out of the ordinary. And I think, like Josh said, we've almost got to this this uh, Pavlov's dog situation of um, um, of uh, how can I put it? We're, we're we're almost in that in that state now where it's like you you know there's always a game on Saturday lunchtime. There's always a game Saturday evening. There's always three o'clock kickoffs. There's always a game Monday, Tuesday, and it's so formulaic. It's so standard, isn't it? That's why I quite welcome these idea of the odd fr- the odd fr- a Friday game or a Monday game. So it just makes it more interesting. You go, oh, this football's not ideal. And ironically, Thursday's the one night where there's never any football on, so we've done well to do our pod. Um, also, formerly knows us, but Baggio's miss. Christ, I still remember that. First ever football game I had was in, a, in Italy, kit with Baggio on it. But yeah, I, I think that's that's what's part of the fun of a uh, of, of um not well not always just not necessarily just a tournament, but playing football uh, or watching football when it's not structured and it's not the standard times of day in different countries so i'm really really intrigued to see what the what the us and mexico put on in in four canada years. as well apparently and canada as well yeah i thought canada were involved yeah so yeah it could be fun could be fun i think matt told us that um did we all watch the super bowl at the weekend not yet do you know uh, who won yes no. i only watched the last last quarter the rest of it yeah. i'm going to watch the highlights on youtube i'm not going to watch the whole game I've watched the whole game, every single one since 1984. And I, you know, we always moan at foreign fans. I know fuck all about football. I've been uh, a Dolphins fan longer than most people have been watching NFL. I couldn't name a single Dolphins fan. In fact, I remember asking Shredder going, why can't they get the ball and throw it to another player and then throw it to another one? And why can't they get the ball and throw it over the goal thing to get points? And uh, yeah, I don't really know much about the rules. I kind of get it, but... Yes, yeah, so that's why I don't talk about tweet about American football because uh, all the Americans tell me to shut up and foreign fan who knows fuck all because <laughs> I generally do, and that's why some people who are saying that uh, who were they saying um, uh, people are Arteta out. That's what um, Andrew was talking last night. But, um, uh, Hinkley Gunner, he was saying that people there's a hashtag Arteta out already. Do you believe some, any arsehole would put that? How stupid just, have you got to be? That's just people attention seeking. That's all that is. Oh, yeah. It's nothing more than that. Good, we agree on that. Um, right, Marquis Hodges has put, American pro sports are franchise-based leagues where the owners are, in brackets, generally guaranteed a return on an investment and parity, and parity is also in the dis- in also in B design. I think he means the design. Uh, I watch Ballers. Do either you two watch Ballers with The Rock? Do you know no. what? I, I did start, and then I did that thing where I started and I didn't carry on. And it wasn't because it wasn't good. I just... Time's got the better of me. One day I will though. Series really- five is on at the moment, and uh, he's it's not very good. He's just about to buy the the Chiefs. And uh, the thing that surprised me watching the Super Bowl at the weekend when they won the trophy, they gave it to the owner, and the owner and his wife went, "Here you go, here's the trophy." They're thinking, right. don't, "Don't give it to the manager. Don't give it to the players. No, no, no. The, the owner gets it, and the owner gave a speech." Imagine yeah. if we won the FA Cup again, or the League Cup, or or the, imagine if we won the Emirates Cup and they handed it to him. Not the Cronky would turn up; they'd have to post it to him. <laughs> but they handed it to someone other than the captain. You'd think, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Weird, isn't it? It is. Uh, it is. But no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have. Didn't watch any of the uh, the Super Bowl. No, I'm afraid not. I, I just. I can't. I can't get into it because of the, all the adverts, and I just. I can't. Just watch the highlights on YouTube. There's no adverts. Mm. But even then, uh, I can't to be honest, 
During the adverts, nothing's really happening anyway. Well, no. Like, having been to games, they're pretty boring. The yeah. J-Lo and Shakira were the best part for me. They were the worst part. I like both their music, but when they're going to do 10 seconds of one song, followed by 10 seconds of another song, with 100 wanky dancers shaking their ass, you know. You know how shit someone is by the more background, back dancers. Boot, background? They call, it, they call it a medley, don't they, in the trade? Fuck medleys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Marcus, it was a... Good. It's a very good Super Bowl, yeah, but just the last quarter was magnificent. And mm. I thought before the game I should put some money on um, on the uh, the Chiefs to win that. Let's not talk about the Super Bowl before that, though. Hmm. I don't know. Was that your team? Yeah, we lost to the Patriots. No one remembers the last time the Dolphins had anything. They, I'm surprised they've been relegated. They're so That's shit. Dan Marino was playing the last time I watched the bloody Dolphins play. Here we go. I'm getting grief. The fact that you, Danny, are a Dolphins fan, proves you know nothing about him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Back when I, I started supporting them in the, in the mid-80s, they were a pretty decent team. Mm. Um, I should have supported a team in Boston because that's where my mum lived for a, a year or so back in the 60s. Uh, <laughs> go, Archie, Cronky will lift the Champions League for us one day. Just imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Richard's here. Hello, have I missed anything? Uh Chris forgot to mute himself and when and had an argument with one of his cats, he threw it down the stairs. I did not do I you have the bloody RFPCA on to me. No, I did oh. not do that. I just had a go and pull the calf out because he's a little shit. Yeah, actually, yeah, Stan's got this. Medley is more like Jive Bunny. It was awful. Jive <laughs> um, <laughs> Bunny. Fake sport or NFL. Okay, there, it's not fake sport. Ice hockey is the only one I can't stand. And basketball. Squeak, 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 or freezing cold. No thanks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so simplistic Loki says the arse shaking was watchable the songs were poop yeah put it on mute then you won't know what's going on but one dressed in, dressed in gold the other one in silver oh, I, I just went onto Twitter and I saw everyone was losing their mind about Shakira going blah, 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 blah. I was like okay whatever and I know that uh, Shakira is um, South American mm-hmm. and J-Lo mm-hmm. thinks she is and uh, so a lot of it, they were singing it in Spanish. But but that, I know Miami's got that area where it's been held. That's the only way Miami ever going to get near a Super Bowl is to hold it at their ground. But they were singing it in Spanish. And I'm thinking, does is, do a lot of Spanish people watch NFL? I wouldn't have thought so. South American countries and Central America they all, and Mexico, they all watch football, don't they? I think I don't the Mexicans would love it as well. Yeah, I think it's more they about They don't watch football, do they? I, I, I think they do. They do in L.A. I mean, the, all of those, Mexico and all of the, the countries below them, it's football. It's nothing but football. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing. They've started doing, um, they started doing, you know, when they do NFL over here, yeah. they do a couple in Mexico as well. Every so yeah. often, there's Mexican uh-huh. games down there. All Aren't all Mexicans quite, as a, as a, a rule, they're quite short, like the, the Japanese are quite short. You don't, uh, no, I would I'd say that other Chinese. than... Jimenez, but then you don't need to be tall to play NFL. Depends what your position you're playing. That's Wouldn't the thing know. about NFL because you've got about 60 players there. It's basically the sport for going right. We're an overpopulated country. We need everybody to do something right. Small, quick kids. You can go on the uh, side. You need uh, wide receivers. Right, fat kids. Yep. No, you're not getting out of sport. It's all on the bench. All the fat you're going in there. Yep. You're playing in defense. Right. You can nope. kick the ball. You can kick the ball and do fuck all. Right. You're a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's basically it is the sport for going right we've got loads of fucking kids what we're going to do with them right give them all the job that's it and if you're really shit you can throw one of the flags 
I was looking at the, I like a few um, data and stats, and uh, the bloke who's played the most number of games in the NFL is Swedish. Who knew that? And the first person they ever had to score points in the NFL was, no, in basketball, was a Jewish bloke. I have seen um, Hidden Gem, and it's fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, have you seen it? Awful mm. film. Netflix no. one with um, oh, Adam Sandler. Oh, you, you had me at Adam Sandler to know it was a shit film. Yeah. Yeah. Talk films there. There's a few coming out that I'm, I'm quite intrigued to. Uh, the, 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 the new uh, the new Saw reboot with Chris oh. Rock, which is called Spiral, uh, actually look actually looks quite good. Um, a, a Quiet Place Two is out in March. I'm quite intrigued by that. I very much enjoyed the first one. What's that um, one in March? A Quiet Place Two. Okay. Yes. Quiet Place One is very good. Um, and also underwater which is out next week i'm going to see that and there's one called fantasy island which also looks quite good so i'm going to, going to go and see that so there's quite a few good films coming out this year and oh. minions more as well so look at what yeah. loki's put he's films. put mexico baseball football and smuggling <laughs> <laughs> did you see that they've un- oh. there was a news report that it was like a two mi- two kilometer long tunnel that they built underneath the, the mexico usa border for smuggling people and drugs they recently found it. I mean, you that's, know, that's dedication. Yeah, Needs must. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else are people? Uh, stripper film count me in. No, I don't. I don't. I refuse to go to the cinema because I'll end up murdering someone. The last yeah, time I went, I did shout at someone. That is the only downside. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, your J Lo shagged Batman. Apparently. Uh, what? Yeah, she's married. I don't know. If, I think it's the actor. Which one? Go, <laughs> as you rub together with the. Yeah. Which Batman? There's about eight of them. Oh, probably all of them. I don't know. Christian One of them. Bale, of them. Paxton. Did I just say Sean Carter? I did, didn't I? I was thinking Clooney. Bond. Clooney. Yeah, uh, let's go with him. Or does or does he mean Adam? No, what's his name? Uh, Adam Fleck. West. Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> the one who does the um the, oh, the direct. Sorry, thing. sorry, it's Ben Affleck. The chin. There you go. Cheers, Archie. Because we have no idea what we're on about. Cheers, Archie and Cactus, both oh. in there. And look, yeah, Loki knows what Fantasy Island is. The plane is coming by, and also, um, he's gaming bars. And say is put above that um, parasite. That's another one that looks quite good. Oh, and one called Antlers looks really good as well, which is like this kid who's feeding people to like this weird kind of um, half horse, half human thing that lives. Why in the do you watch? This if it's got shit? antlers, surely it's a deer. Well, that too, but it's kind of <laughs> hybrid weird thing. It looks really good. Uh, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Nope. No, no, I heard good things, but not oh, seen it. You yet. should go and watch it. I've got it on download. Uh, it's a, this, uh, yeah, it's going to be quite good. All those hipsters are going mad about it. Going, it's amazing. I can Hi, really I'm a hipster. Uh, <laughs> go watch it. Bad Boys for Life as well. That's quite a good. I watched the first Bad Boys film only recently. I think we discussed we, this on a previous pod. We did, we did absolutely. Yeah, the, um, the, the new. Very good. I, I didn't realise it was a Michael Bay film, and then That's it was too late. It was too late for me to turn it off. Yeah, you were already, you were already. <laughs> By the time I'd watched it, I was like, oh. Nineteen Seventeen is apparently amazing. I've, I've seen a download for that, but it's not Blu-ray, so I won't watch it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, part of me wants to go and see Nineteen Seventeen. It's a bit odd. There's a lot of uh, glorifying war films out at the moment. There goes. Remember when back in the sometime in the mid mid to late eighties, the in film was um, dog films. You had Hooch 
and Turner and Hooch, oh, yeah. and yeah, there's about four or five of them. I don't know, Danny. I wasn't born in the 80s. Well, you might have seen them somewhere. Someone might have told uh, you. What, like Beethoven? Was that one of them? Yeah, there's another one. Lassie the movie? Let's go through phases. <laughs> uh, it's all superhero films now, anyway. Look. <laughs> right, people. Uh, we've been doing an hour and 27 minutes. I think that is more than enough. Let us know if you like the idea of this, where we just talk about whatever you put in the chat box. If you like it, we might do another one when Arsenal are doing nothing. Uh, I think next week, we, I'm not sure if we're doing anything next week. Depends if anybody fancies uh, I shouldn't read your messages while I'm trying to end the show. Yeah, so if anybody fancies it, might do another one next week. I've no idea. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons. That was about uh, a Wookiee, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. And remember, everybody, go and follow uh, Data's Instagram. It was just a, um, a preview, and we can't encourage um, ladies showing their bottoms on this channel. No, no, no she, she, she's, uh, she's unprivated it now, so Ooh. anyone can join. All the fun of the fair, doesn't matter whether you're, you're bi, straight, gay, whatever, just go and appreciate the wonderful things that you'll find there. Well, I can't give out um, her Instagram because that might be against the law, but if you're interested in some interesting tweets that, that Data might have done, if Data's still there, if you want, I can um, put your um your twitter link in in the chat here then people can go and have a look at your tweets and maybe other things there's nothing there's nothing triple x there at all people nothing <laughs> don't worry no i don't want to think people that's what we're hinting at it's not it's just um a few arty shots of bottoms so if she's still there and she wants her to i'll put I'll tweet her i mean i'll, I'll put her uh, twitter my um, twitter here if not then i won't um right so uh anything else you two would uh oh and also pablo there remember old pablo amar who we kept saying pablo mm. amar he had his account banned so he's back now as pablo a ah cool cool who banned him was it chase then uh oh, not banned from us no because i'd oh, go was and it, or was it uh or was it ellis ellis is good at banning people by accident he okay. does and then he blames the wrong person uh, loki 73 says thumbs up people how many thumbs up have we got we've got 32 wow that's enough it's only 61 um, of us yeah don't remember people um don't thumbs up don't share don't subscribe it's our little secret i'm looking at myself on the telly it's our little secret <laughs> doesn't help when i'm looking at the, uh, my face on the screen the wrong way around jesus um right uh Good. Let's make sure there's no more things we need to cover. Anything else you two want to say before we go? No, no, I think... Um, um, no, I, th I think... Yeah, I think we, we've tried to make a sow's ear out of... No, of, no was it? A silk purse out of a, a purse. Yeah. Um, I'd say it was uh, a little shout-out to Carl, Jace, Ellis and Neil, who mm. had the unfortunate um, displeasure of being in my company on Friday last week uh yeah it's nice to meet those guys other than ellis because i've met him before and for jason Holly's actually for Holly's funeral and it uh, was indeed he wanted to go and uh chimp was there as well wasn't he yes i said neil was a did you oh i only know him as chimp oh sorry mm. or chimp yeah, yeah it's good to meet those people ah he's just dropped his uh, keyboard. Have a keyboard gone right yeah. people um yeah so uh we're gonna go now if you've liked this let us know. We might do another one next week or the week after. Our next game isn't until the 16th of February, Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. So that will be for that'll be at 6.30 the, the live show will start. Um, we don't have helicopters, helicopters at the ready because we're playing yeah. Newcastle. There, we will be in the show with our own versions of the helicopter, but I'll be doing the hidden button mushroom. So uh, 
yeah, I'm not sure who'll be hosting that show. There'll be somebody doing it, but Jason's oh, done so many shows. Me, it'll be me. I'm the new button monkey. <laughs> Jason's done so many shows lately. He is all podcasted out. John's computer has broken for about the third time, and uh, so that's why those two haven't been on. And apart from that, I think that's it. So thank you very much for joining us tonight, Josh. Very kind of you. Thanks. Uh, I have to be here because no one else said yes. Well, yeah, certainly. That is the reason why you want to keep that to yourself. And thanks to the Cheeky Pirate. It's good to see you smiling again, Treacle. That's all right, my love. I'll, I'll try and be back again talking nonsense uh, soon. So thanks yeah. to everybody in the chat who's joined us to do equally good nonsense. It's been fun. And if people want to catch you talking French football, where should they go? Uh, they can. I'm actually going to do another tweet about that in a minute because I haven't promoted it enough this week. But yeah, you can go to uh, French Football Weekly on uh, Twitter. Uh, FFW podcast, you'll find all the links there. And uh, yeah, it's me, Rich, Phil, and Jez talking French football once a week, usually on a Wednesday. So if you like it or you just like hearing me talk, I mean, not many people do, but if you do, uh, have a little listen and send us a question. We love questions. Yeah, and if you do, be respectful and don't call it the Farmers League. We only say that to Chris's face, not behind his back. So, <laughs> right. Thank you very much, everybody. That's one hour, 32 minutes, two minutes more than we uh, we had allotted. So thank you very much for watching. Remember, don't tell anyone we do this. It's a secret. Goodbye. And I've pressed the wrong button. Shit. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>